This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen here with you. With the aging of our population and the need for better coordination of care from one healthcare setting to another, the importance of transitional care has come to the forefront in our healthcare delivery systems. With more than 10 million Medicare beneficiaries, that's approximately 20% of older Americans living with five or more chronic conditions, multiple studies reveal that the healthcare needs of older adults are often poorly managed and often with devastating human and economic consequences. We'll hear with more on all of this are Dr. Sharon Brangman, geriatrician and the medical director of the Transitional Care Unit, and Amy Rotger, she's the unit manager for the Transitional Care Unit at Upstate's Community Campus. Welcome to you both. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you. Thanks. Dr. Brangman, let me start with you. Let's, let's talk about this term transitional care. What do we mean? What's its goal? Well, transitional care adds another opportunity to take care of people before they get home. And so it's for somebody who doesn't need to be in the hospital but isn't quite ready to be home yet. So they can be in a super, supervised setting and get uh, therapy, uh, educational services, and other interventions with the goal of making sure that when they go home, they can stay home. So who exactly, when we say the patients don't, don't, don't need to be in the hospital, give us kind of a thumbnail of what kind of patient that might be. So it could be somebody who is completing uh, a course of antibiotics. Maybe they need to take antibiotics for several weeks, and they don't really have an immediate medical need so they can go to the transitional care unit. It could be somebody who is newly diagnosed with diabetes and they need some education and learn how to use insulin. That would be an ideal person. Someone who might have had a fall and had a fracture and they need some rehab to get back on their feet so they can go back home, that would be an ideal person. If you have pneumonia, and after the first few days of pneumonia, the infection is starting to get under control, but you still may be too weak to go home and resume your normal activities, that would be an ideal person to come to the transitional care unit. So really there's a whole spectrum of people who could benefit. The key would be is that they are anticipated to go back to their home setting. This isn't transitioning to being in a nursing home. It is not. It is not. So it is really transitioning someone who can get ongoing care so that they can complete the therapy and interventions for their illness and then they can stay home. So that's really the goal. The goal for all of these patients within this transitional uh, category would be people who really are hopefully going home and can continue in their home setting. Exactly. So Amy, why is having something like this so important? Prior to the transitional care um, unit opening up, there wasn't a place for this population to go. Um, there are PMNR units, which are therapy rehab units, but you have to withstand a help certain... Us, help us with PMNR so people listening understand what that means. Physical medicine and rehab. Okay. Um, and those units, you, you have to withstand at least three hours of therapy a day and other requirements. So a lot of the population that come to our unit um, can't do three hours of therapy or don't meet the requirements required to go to that unit. And prior to our unit, there really wasn't a place for them to go other than stay in the hospital setting. So let me get to this now. You've already alluded to the fact that Upstate at the community campus has this transitional care unit and you are the unit director and Sharon, you're the medical director. But that was to meet a need that you've already kind of alluded to. But the whole notion of transitional care in general is, is a larger issue in terms of 
um, how patients basically what their outcomes are after any kind of an insult or hospitalization. So tell me from your standpoint, Dr. Brangman, what do you see as the importance of this? You know, what are the issues with regard to transitional care? So if we look at the bigger picture, we know that as you get older and you have multiple medical problems, you can have uh, a problem with one area, but it affects the whole body. And so even though the immediate problem has been taken care of, you still may not be back to your normal level of functioning. So the whole goal is to help people stay at home. So prior to having an option like the transitional care unit, somebody might go home before they were quite ready. They would be at very high risk of coming back to the hospital. And everyone, every time someone comes back and forth to the hospital, they lose a little bit more ground. So something like the transitional care unit helps to focus on someone whose immediate medical problems may be on the road to recovery, but they're still not quite ready to go home yet. And this offers that opportunity for them to get that extra care and then they can stay home. But is it limited at this point, Amy? Are, are you, is your population almost exclusively Medicare patients and the elderly? Because some of the con conditions that Dr. Brangman was alluding to before could be any age when you're talking about surgery or infection or that kind of thing. Yes. The unit's governed under the um, Department of Health long-term care rules and regulations. And so one of the requirements in screening a patient is they have to be a Medicare patient. So they have to be of a certain age. And therefore, we're really talking about people who are of a certain age with the potential for many comorbidities or, or different uh, chronic Chronic Absolutely. conditions, yes. right. so that yes. that is also an underpinning. And again, Dr. Bringman, what when you say when someone has many kind of the you know comorbidities or multiple problems, and they and they are not given enough time to kind of get you know get their feet under them, so to speak. What are the kinds of things besides going back to the hospital that that could happen that ha does happen? Well, you can get a relapse in your condition or you can lose physical function so that you can no longer live independently. Some people also lose some brain function so they're confused. Um, they can be on, on the wrong medications. A lot of times it takes a while to see how someone's gonna respond to treatment and see how they're gonna do. And so when people hear comorbidities, they don't often understand what that means, but this could be a person who has high blood pressure, diabetes, arthritis, they might have some heart conditions, and then they get pneumonia. So when the pneumonia is added to all those other problems, it can create a level of complexity that makes it a little bit more challenging to heal them quickly. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm Linda Cohen along with geriatrician Dr. Sharon Brangman and registered nurse Amy Rotker, and we're talking about the importance of transitional care. So tell us a little bit about the unit, the specific unit that you have founded. Where is it located and what's the capacity? We're on the fifth floor at the community campus, um, and our capacity is 20 patients. So it's basically a 20-bed unit that really is a devoted to this kind of patient. Yeah, it's um, a, a home setting. The patients get dressed every day. We have a common um, dining area, the day room. They come and eat their meals. Um, we get them, you know, functioning back like they would if they were going back home so that they can, you know, take their showers and everything that they need to do in order to safely be back home. Is there also an emphasis, and it seems to me this would be really important, a la what Dr. Rangman was alluding to, that, that, that you address what they may find at home and perhaps figure out ways to secure or strengthen or support 
what they would be returning to. Yeah, we have an interdisciplinary team um, that works with all the patients. Tell us about the different members. Who are they? We have um, the hospitalist team that oversees all the patients. Dr. Kramer is our head hospitalist. Um, We have dedicated NPs and PAs on the unit. We have dedicated pharmacists on the unit that look at every patient's medications. Wow. It's all RNs and LPNs um, who take care of the patients. Um, Dedicated therapy, rec therapy, speech, occupational therapy for the unit physical Um, therapy yep physical therapy dietitians everything that the hospital has to offer is available for the patients so are there social workers people who deal as i said or even discharge planners who help take a look at where the patient will end up and help shore up was what i was trying to say before that environment yes we do we have a dedicated case manager and a um, social worker who also help and we meet twice a week on all the patients as the whole team together discussing what's the next steps, what do we need to work on, what's still missing to get them home safely. What's the length of stay that they're either allotted or is, is it variable? Between 5 and 20 days is, is the goal. Okay. And Dr. Brangman, where when you look at this kind of patient who's somewhat vulnerable, they're not yet ready to kind of re, regain their normal functioning, is that enough time, that the 5 to 20 day period? I mean, what what's the goal there in terms of where do they have to be within that time frame? Well, it's, it's really hard to come up with a one-size-fits-all model, but we try to figure out if their medical problems can be addressed in that time frame. Those are our Medicare uh, limitations. And so um, we, we have a way of pre-screening and evaluating people to see what their medical problems are and is it reasonable for us to make a difference for them in that time frame. And the idea is if they were to need additional ancillary services, let's say continuing physical therapy or continuing speech ther- therapy or any of these adjunctive um, assistance, would they be able to continue on the outside? Is that something you also help them set up? So sure, part of the discharge planning is to figure out what they need so that they can stay home. So there's physical therapy they can get in the community that might help address needs that might still be lingering after their 20 days on the unit. So how is it that you know, I mean, how are these patients coming to you? What's the process by which you screen, determine, and basically place them in your unit? So when they're on the inpatient unit, um, physicians will refer or the NP or the PA who are caring for the patient on the inpatient will refer the patient. We have liaisons who work, who screen the patients. When they get the referral, they go through the chart. They talk to the therapist who have seen the patient on the inpatient side and determine whether or not they think that they could be discharged within the 20 days. But these are only patients who have been at University Hospital, is that correct? It's limited to upstate patients Currently. at this point. You're not accepting patients perhaps from other hospitals with the same needs. Correct. At this time, they could be at the downtown campus. So we run the ACE team, the acute care for the elderly team on the downtown campus, where we look at older people as they get admitted to the hospital. And what we are doing while we're looking at that person is determining if they're a good candidate for the transitional care unit. So this adds another layer of kind of seamless care for older adults. So when they get admitted to the hospital, we have the ACE team that can help make sure their stay is appropriate. And then we look and see if they would benefit from ongoing services that they might get at the transitional care unit. Once they're discharged from transitional care, Amy, is there any attempt, or what, what is the, the kind of a follow-up, if any, that goes on through, the, through this unit? Their primary care physicians are notified um, that they've been on the unit and that 
we set up appointments for them to follow up with primary care. Um, in July, we will actually be starting follow-up phone calls also just to see how the patients are doing after they've um, been discharged. So you really are trying to provide a safety net on every possible level. So what's been the experience in the little bit of time we have left? Um, share with us what your experience has been in the last two years in terms of efficacy or you know, outcomes. Well, we know that we've made a difference in a lot of patients' care. We've heard it from them directly and we see it in the care that we provide. So we're the only unit really in the area. Uh, one of the most important things is that interdisciplinary focus so we have pharmacists that look at medicines, and as you know, a lot of older adults get put on medicines that have very bad side effects that can really change their recovery. So their medications get evaluated, they get a thorough physical therapy evaluation, and there's always nurses available. So it's really offering them the same kind of care they would get in a hospital setting, but with a different set of goals to help make sure they can get home and stay home. Yeah, it's very, it sounds like a really, really positive and very strong concept here. And it sounds like you're, you're finding you're getting some good response and good results. Thank you so much for joining us. My guests have been Dr. Sharon Brangman, geriatrician and the medical director for the Transitional Care Unit, and Amy Rodger, the unit manager for Transitional Care Unit from Upstate's Community Campus. I'm Linda Cohen. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air.